So video is becoming a great platform to communicate with your customers in a way that what used to happen was people used to pick up the phone and phone you, but people don't want to do that anymore. So we have to find a way to get that information in front of people when they are looking for it. And there's no better platform to do that than with video. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we deep dive into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. In today's show, I'm joined by Chris Ma, the founder of the Content Marketing Academy based over in the UK. Now, Chris is the leading voice of the growing content marketing movement in the UK, and it's his pioneering work that's helped countless organizations grow through content marketing. Chris's drive comes from a desire to help people break free from the world of interruptive marketing. And in this conversation, we get into that a bit deeper. I'm really excited about this show because the chat with Chris was really good. Not only has he got an awesome Scottish accent for us to listen to, but his take on the world of content marketing is really, I think, aligns really well with the way I consider content marketing. Of course, this is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. We also spend some time diving into the world of video and particularly talk about the idea of getting over the fear of video and using video strategically in order to actually drive sales. So this is a really great conversation and I can't wait to get into it. So without further ado, here he is, Chris Ma from the Content Marketing Academy. G'day, Chris. Thanks for joining me on the show. You're welcome, man. It's so good to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, look, I've uh, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a little while as I've been following what you've been doing at, at Content Marketing Academy. And I know that you're going to bring some value to the listeners of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast today. So for those people that haven't heard of CMA or your awesome event CMA Live before, maybe they're not based in the UK or they are down under here in Australia and haven't haven't dove into what you have to offer. Can you can you tell us a bit about your story and, and what led you to to your world of content marketing and, and what you do today? Yeah, sure. Um, this is it's kind of been bubbling away for probably the best part of 10 years now. And it was back in, I think the whole content marketing journey started for me back in 2008, 2009, 2010. Those were the kind of like formative years for me. I was working at the University of St. Andrews in a management role there. And in my spare time, I was like reading books and just trying to get my head around social media. Facebook was just coming onto the scene in the UK at that time. And uh, because we were a, a part of an educational organization, the university, we got access to Facebook quite early on. So we started to use Facebook really early to communicate with our customers because they were students and it made sense. And, uh, you know, I started reading books like Gary Vaynerchuk's Crush It, things like that, that really just inspired me to think a bit differently about how we communicate. And that's when I started my first blog. And that first blog led to a freelance contract. And then that, that kind of spiraled into me then starting my own enterprise. And then just slowly but surely over time, just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into content marketing to the point where we actually called our business the Content Marketing Academy because we believe in it so much. And um, 
we started that, this business in about five years ago now. In fact, it was exa- almost exactly five years ago we started the business and it started off as a small agency um, and consultancy and that's kind of grown into a membership organization with live events and we still do coaching, consulting um, and speaking as well. So it's kind of just got, I don't know, just organically over the years, just gotten got better or uh, you know we've got closer to the vision that I want to get to as well so it's um it's been a journey for sure but it all started back in in 2008 with that sort of you know just like this is it's like a personal interest I would say more than anything and then it just kind of led to business yeah yeah so you've really been I guess deep in the world of content marketing right from the early days of content marketing or at least content marketing on social media and online right because I think uh, it's probably worth bringing our listeners back to just your definition of content marketing in general like like what is it we hear it a lot in in digital and online marketing these days but you know at its core what is content marketing at its core to be honest Content marketing is is what we need to do to market our business today. It's it's a little bit unfortunate that we call it content marketing as marketers because I think it puts a lot of uh, business people off. They think it's just for marketers or it's a marketing fad or yeah. you know it just seems a bit more complicated than it should be. Content marketing is just how we need to market our business today to be successful. That's all it is. The things have changed a lot in the last 15 to 20 years. Uh, the way that people uh, use information, find information, use information to buy. And that whole customer journey um, needs content marketing to, you know, every business needs content marketing to be successful. It's just how we have to market our business today. So I feel like really trying to simplify and make content marketing more accessible to people is one of the most important things as content marketers that we can do. And uh, helping people to understand that content marketing is a strategic and commercial activity in, in a business that is used, that we use content marketing and we use content to help customers to find us to buy from us, to stay with us, to refer us, to become advocates of our business. So it's just understanding that content marketing is a foundation in all businesses as part of the whole customer journey. Yeah, I think for many people in business of any sort, they they really they really understand what advertising is in business, right? The idea of okay. you know, creating ads and adverts. But what, where do you see the differentiation between what we would know as advertising and what you're talking about with content marketing? Sure. So I've got a great question for everyone listening. And that is, think about what advertising and marketing you are ignoring in your own life, your own personal life, right? Everyone pays for things like Netflix and Spotify. We don't, because we don't want to be advertised to. We want to just get access to the content, the TV shows, the movies, the music, whatever it might be. Just look at everything that you're ignoring in your own life and think, why as a consumer am I ignoring this advertising or this marketing and then just flip on his head and think to yourself well I'm in business I'm in business for myself how do I make sure that my marketing and my advertising isn't being ignored by my prospective customers right so you've got to think you've also got to think about yourself as a consumer first and then think well how do we then communicate as a business so that our consumers don't ignore us so I think if you look at everything that you're ignoring in your own life a lot of it is advertising and a lot of it's uh, old school traditional marketing and sales that's that's usually what it is um and to kind of answer your question ben um i feel like it's worth 
helping people to understand the difference difference between interruption marketing and non-interruption marketing and interruption marketing is anything that doesn't add value to the process or adds value to your experience so it could be radio ads tv ads anything that interrupts you in your flow in your process pop-up ads even things like facebook ads internet ads google ads all of that stuff that's popping up or is interrupting your experience is like your relationship with that information is it's it's basically you know someone basically trying to push their message onto you and your and the experience that you're having so it's adding no value there at all yeah. um, however the flip side of that is something called non-interruption marketing which is something like content marketing which means that people are actually seeking for the information on their own terms in their own time they're looking for it they're finding it they're getting the information they're you know they're more educated they're more informed they're more confident and that whole relationship that they have with you and your brand is entirely different because they found it on their own terms versus you pushing or trying to sell something to someone when, they, when they're not actually expecting it or not ready for it. So I think there's like a completely different way of communicating and advertising, uh, advertising is the interruption marketing and content marketing is the non-interruption marketing. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really important and and good explanation there. And I think it's Seth Godin talks about the idea of permission marketing. You know, creating marketing that um, in, either intrinsically or extrinsic, extrinsically seeks permission from those people that you're marketing to, right? And uh, I think that's an important aspect when it comes to good content yeah, marketing. Yeah. I want to absolutely. Um, I mean, Seth, sorry, yeah, Seth wrote, wrote that book. It was ahead of its time. I think it's still relevant today. Definitely. I want to just expand on that further with you and explore then, okay, so what actually makes for good content marketing then with, with that mm. idea in mind? Good content marketing. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a big well, question. There's a, lot, right? <laughs> there's a lot of crap out there. So, you, you know, yeah. you know uh, we could probably talk all day about that. But um, so just to, yeah, to cut through that a little bit, um, good content marketing is, I feel for most marketers and business owners, uh, their, their number one objective is to get more customers and to keep the customers they have and get them to stay for longer and spend more money, right? Those are the two majors, I would say, um, in the success of all businesses is to get more customers and to keep the ones that we have for longer and get them to spend more, okay? Yep. So how does content achieve those objectives? That's where good content marketing sits, is in that space. It's not all the other, you know, the awards you've won and the charities you've given money to and an update on your team and, you know, just basically just noise that you're putting out there. It's very focused, very strategic, very commercial focused content marketing. How do we help someone to find us and to feel confident buying from us? How do we create content that serves the customer? Um, I think good content marketing fits directly in that space. Because if you're putting time as a marketer or as a business owner, if you're putting time and effort into something like marketing, which you should be, then you want to make sure that it's going to deliver some kind of return on investment or ROI. And the only way to do that is to make sure that it's something that's going to grow your business and get you customers or get people spending more money with you. So I really feel like good content marketing is in that space. Um, and also kind of to dig a little bit deeper, I feel it's worth sort of saying or adding to or documenting in this conversation as well is that quality is more important than quantity today. And mm. um, we're seeing that in the trends and there's lots of reports out there now that are, that are 
that are confirming this, that we need to be going for quality over quantity. There's a lot of surface level content out there. There's a lot of noise. Noise is not a strategy. You know, doing more is not a strategy. Being more clear um, and delivering a higher quality of content is definitely part of the strategy now. Um, and that might mean slowing down, but delivering a higher quality, better level of content. Yeah. Yeah, I think that idea of noise is something that I, I think as consumers, not only marketers or business owners today, but as consumers, I think we feel it so so explicitly when we're just engaging on platforms. And I think by by default there as business owners or marketers, I think it can potentially be really overwhelming to kind of figure out how to cut through that noise. Um, what, what would you say mm -hmm. to people who are, who are weighing up the, I guess, the the best way to ensure that the content they're creating is, is going to cut through, cut through all the noise out there. The best way is to, so there's a, there's a lot, I think there's probably many ways to do this. You could ask this question to 10 people and maybe get 10 different answers, but I feel like the best way to cut through the noise is to, is to look and see what your, what your competitors are doing or what the other options in the market are for, for your product or service or, um, solution to a problem um, and see what your see what your competitors are doing and my bet would be that they're all doing it okay or not at all there's always room to be better I would say so in that case you really need to think about you need to get if you've got a marketer or you're the you are the marketer in the business and you're listening to this you need to really think strongly about search engine optimization I know that that's like an, it's been we've been talking about it for years, but yet still one of the biggest mistakes that people make with their content is not creating content, titles, URLs, introductions, the actual structure of the content to lean into being found by people that have never heard of you before. Mm. Which really takes it to the next point, which is that people are not, again, not thinking about how do people find us when they've never heard of us before? How can we create content for people that aren't searching for a brand, that aren't searching for a product or solution or service, how do we create content that can be found by people when they've never heard of us before? Okay, and that changes people's perspective. They're like, well, how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we get people to find us when they've never heard of us before? And creating content in, in that space as well. Um, and I think a lot of, if you again, if you look at your competitors or the other options in the marketplace for what you do, um, you'll find that a lot of them aren't thinking like this. They, they believe that their blogs and their videos are for people that already know who they are, which means they're missing out on a massive part of the market. Um, and if you want to be, if you want to be part of that decision-making process, when people are trying to think, we're thinking about who do we buy from? Who do we get this product from? Who are we going to get this service from? If you want to see at that table, you need to be one of the first people that they find when they start researching the problem that they have and the solution for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, I mean, it's all about being strategic, isn't it? And, um, mm -hmm. and the idea of creating content with a, with a clear purpose in mind and knowing what that purpose is that aligns with, with your, your customers and, and what action you want them to take. Um, mm -hmm. so this is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So let's talk video for a moment because I think the, the stats, something crazy, or it's reported that over 80% of, of internet traffic will be video by 2020, which is only a couple of years away. Um, 
obviously video is a very noisy place too when it comes to content online um, because there is a lot of it. And to be honest, there is a lot of rubbish video content out there as well. But so what, what say Chris Ma to, to the use of video in a content marketing strategy in 2018? Sure. So I think it's very much the same. I think it's the same sort of principles apply. I mean, like you said, video is a noisy space. There's a lot of people creating video. I don't know what the stats are, but there's like, is it not like hundreds of hours per minute being uploaded to YouTube? Oh, crazy, or something, something like that. Like that. Something yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So you would think, well, how how does this affect you? How does this affect your business? How does this affect you as a marketer? And again, I really feel the need to push people to be thinking or encouraging people to think about their customer journey instead. So instead of thinking about all this video that's being pushed out, think about how you can create video that attracts the right people to your business. So much more of an inbound sort of like, you know, you're pulling people into your, into your content and that changes things for you because when you're, when you're thinking about a, a prospect, someone that has a problem is looking for a solution and needs is either that's either a product or a service that they're looking for. Um, they watch video and they read blog articles in a different way from someone that's just looking for entertainment. Um, so if you've got a real problem and you're looking for a solution, you will watch the videos, you will read the blog articles, you will stay on people's websites until you find what you're looking for. You will do your research. That's how we behave these days. So when it comes to video, again, it's like the same principles apply. It's like thinking about the customer journey. How can we use video to help a prospect to go through that journey either faster or in a more effective way. So they, they're a higher qualified prospect, a better customer for us. They want to spend more money with us. How do we look at the stages in the customer journey and serve video at those stages that answers their questions, that thinks about price and cost and the reviews that they're doing in comparisons they're doing, the problems that they're having, even the objections that they're having at that stage. We can talk about video with objections. I think it's great to use video to help with objections. So basically thinking to yourself, why would someone not buy from us? Or why would someone not go from this stage to that stage? What, are they, what questions are they asking? What stories are they telling themselves? What problems are they having? How do we use video to, to help that customer to answer their questions before they contact us for the first time, because 70% of the buying decisions made online before someone contacts a business for the first time. So we want to really help people in that zero moment of truth, in that 70% space. We want to get them to the point where they can contact, they feel confident contacting us for the first time faster, so we get them there quicker. Um, and obviously differentiate from our competition as well. And video is a big way to do that. I don't think, I think although there is a ton of video happening out there, I don't think enough of it is coming from, is coming from a strategic place from businesses and marketers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So let's unpack what's working for you. Uh, the video that you're, you're doing for CMA or that you're seeing, you know, work really well for, for some of your clients, mm -hmm. for example. So, so what's working now and, and, you know, maybe share with us a couple of tips. Sure. So yeah, a couple of tips. Sure. Um, we've got people that are doing video. We, we basically, one of the philosophies that we truly believe in is a philosophy that was uh, developed by Marcus Sheridan called they ask you answer. Um, he's written a book. It was published last January, January 2017. So pick that book up, The Ask You Answer. And in that book, he talks about the big five. And the big five are price, cost, reviews, <laughs> cost, price, reviews, comparisons, best of, and problems. Um, those are the big five areas that basically move the needle in any industry. Um, and the reason that, very short, long story short, the reason that he came to this, this sort of methodology 
is, is, is basically through understanding how consumers behave, what content they look for, what content they, they seek to find uh, and use to help them make buying decisions. And if you look at your own consumer behavior and things that you're buying today, how you bought them, how you came to that conclusion, um, typically there would have been some research and it would have been around these big five areas. So we apply that methodology to video and any type of content. So specifically for video though, we can use the big five with video. And one of the companies that we're, that we're working with at the moment has done a great job of integrating video and blog articles. So this is one of the big things I would say is that we're, for, we're really encouraging our students to go more for a 50-50 approach, right? So that if they're doing, so they're doing blogs and videos equally, right? Yeah. And integrating them into each other as well. So when you go to their website and you're, you're reading a blog article, there's actually video in that blog article that can, you can watch as well, or several short clips of videos that are in that blog article. So you've, you're serving people in different ways. You're serving them with video and you're serving them with the written, written content because we know, we know, I know from my own consumer behavior when it comes to video that a lot of the time I'm watching video without any sound. Um, but they can see you, they can hear you, they can get your body language through video as well. And um, there's a lot of great things that, that can be done with video to build trust faster, especially if you've got a typical industry that has got some kind of stereotype and um, with sales, for example, um, or if someone doesn't want to be sold to, as soon as they can see your face and see that you're friendly, then that can break down a lot of the barriers and improve the trust. So video with blogs is working really, really well for some of the companies we're working with. Let me just, um, I just want to dive into that a little bit deeper with you because I think a lot of what I see all the time is, is video. When you say video with blogs is often the, the blog, the written content on the page is somewhat of a, a duplicate of what's in the video or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So the video kind of duplicates just in a video format, what's written on the page. And is that what you're talking about there so that you can effectively either read or watch the video, or are you talking about really having the video uh, supporting the, the written content so that they're consumed together? So what, what's exactly, your, what's your approach? So the approach we we've seen both, and we'll still see both of those things. So people sort of just effectively getting a rev.com transcription of their video and using that as the written content in their, on the page mm. with the video. But I think the people that are doing it better are the ones that are using a supporting blog article for the video that maybe goes into a little bit more depth, answers some more questions, or you're using sort of some SEO tactics to get them to stay on your website for a bit longer. So I think people that are kind of taking... The next level, basically, I'd say transcription is kind of like the basic level. Um, the more advanced level or intermediate level would be someone that's actually creating a blog article that supports that video and serves it in the right way. So a blog article is a blog article, the video is a video. We listen and we listen and read in different ways. So I think it's important to structure your blogs for reading, obviously, and structure your videos for watching. So I think the people that are doing it the best, Ben, are the ones that are thinking like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I couldn't agree more there. The idea of using video, you know, integrated within a multimedia approach, you know, and I think yes. there are you know other ways as well to integrate, say, infographic or visual, you know, um, mm-hmm. graphic design elements as well, right? To really you know build out, build out that content experience for someone. So I did cut you off there. Were, were you going to go uh, somewhere somewhere else there with other great tips? Well. 
Yeah, I've got like two or three. Pro- like, that's the first one I would say is like if you're already doing blog articles, which a lot of people on this listen to this probably are already, how can you start to integrate video into your content now? So it's like really going from like, you know, 100% blogs to maybe like a 90-10 split or then an 80-20 split or slowly sort of but surely making your way to integrating more video into your content. And obviously video can be... Sh- is a different platform and it can be shared differently as well. So we tried to get people to think about SEO first, like on the platform. So blog articles, blog titles, how will people find this? And then videos, video titles, video descriptions, tags, all of that stuff. And really starting to get people to think strategic about how people are finding their content. So that stuff's really important. It's just, I think it's best just to say that, just assume that I'm talking about that when we're, when we're talking about all of this stuff. Um, and we're doing it, like you said earlier, strategically and doing all the right things to give our content the best chance of being found and you know, giving a chance our brand being found as well online. So that stuff really matters. So for example, one of the mistakes that we see people making when they're starting with video is they just jump onto YouTube and start creating video. And for some reason, they just forget everything they've learned about why blogs work. And they forget about titles and descriptions and all that stuff. I'm like, you still need to, you need to now become an expert in the YouTube platform, right? And understand how it works. Um, just as much as you have over the years become an expert in how blogging works and how website SEO works. Same rules apply. You've got to be, get, get good at that if you want to give your content the best chance of winning. So we try to really encourage people to learn the platforms and give them as much advice on that as possible. Um, one of the other things with video we've started to see is integrating video into email, which I think has been is, is a massive hit for people that are trying to move people through a sales funnel. So sake of argument, someone goes to your website, downloads your buyer's guide, um, you know, then using email to get them back to just building a relationship with you. And instead of just using uh, written content, getting them onto a video through that process is working really, really well for a lot of companies just now. So thinking about the, that whole sales process, but you, through email, but getting them to watch video is working well. We're seeing a lot of people using really personalized videos just now as well. So we're doing this in our company, but we're also teaching other people to do it as well, which is to like, say, say, say for example, a customer gets in touch with you and they're somewhere in the sales process and they ask you a very specific question. And that question is related to a reason why they might not buy from you. So they might say something like, uh, take, take CME Live, for example, because it's top of mind. And they might say something like, I'm, in a, I'm an, an in-house marketer. Is this conference really for me? So what we would do is we're like, right, okay, jump in front of the camera. The reason why, and then we talk about in-house marketers and why this conference is for in-house marketers and then start to deal with the problem. And that becomes what we call well, it's a sales objection really, isn't it? But we're starting to create content on our website that deals with sales objections. So people can go to the website and they're like, oh, I am an in-house marketer. Oh, they've already got a piece of content here. That's why. And they're moving themselves through the sales process. So we think about that. This is, again, this is a, co- a concept from Marcus Sheridan that shared, shared, shared it with us, which is like, he calls it the 80% video, but basically taking all of the major questions that your sales team and your customer services team get asked about the thing that you do, um, and it, that could be you, you could be, if you're a company of one, that could just be the questions that you get asked and then creating video that answers all of those questions and then putting it into one big video that helps someone to move through that sales process. So if someone's mm-hmm. interested in spending a lot of money with you or interested in buying from you, if you've got a video that answers all of their questions or the majority, 80% of their questions before they contact you for the first time, it's a very good chance by the time they've watched all of that content that they are 
in a very good place to decide whether they want to do business with you or not. So video is becoming a great platform to communicate with your customers in a way that what used to happen was people used to pick up the phone and phone you, but people don't want to do that anymore. So we have to find a way to get that information in front of people when they are looking for it. And there's no better platform to do that than with video. So personalized videos, the 80% video, sales objection type video, account-based marketing type videos working really, really well. We've, we've been massive fans of this. So for example, Ben, say you were a potential prospect of ours. You've been clicking our emails. Maybe you've replied a few times. Maybe you've whatever. And we're like, I think Ben might be interested in buying from us, right? So let's go find out a little bit more about Ben. And then I'll jump in front of the camera and I'll do a video just for you. Mm. So I'll just do one, you know, I'll be like two or three minutes. And I'll just be talking directly to you, Ben, about, about how you would benefit from whatever we're doing um, and try and frame it around you. And that's becoming really popular for us. We sat down and did like 60, 70 videos in a fortnight um, over two week period to help people move through the sales process. So if they ever asked us a question, we would answer it on video. Um, video just became the thing, the way that we were going to communicate because like I said, people aren't phoning you. You don't have the phone numbers anymore. So how do we get our voice and our faces in front of our prospects? Yeah. It's humanizing that sales process, which in a digital world is, has the real potential to be dehumanized in so many ways, you know, like just enter your credit card details and press, press confirm. Right. So I think, I think that's great. And I also think the idea of not overcomplicating production by the sounds of it, if you're creating content in this way that answers direct questions or speaks directly to, to someone, I'm, I'm assuming you're not overcomplicating these productions. It's, is it pretty much just a a webcam and a microphone, right? This is a, what you see. I know that people that are listening won't see this, but what you're seeing right now, Ben, is exactly how I do those types of videos. It's yeah. me and, and at my desk in my office. I put some lights on, so I've got a slightly better quality of video here, but we try to keep the quality low so that I can download the video, export it, and upload it really, really quickly. But the quality is good enough for them to get the message. So we try to do it as fast as possible. But the great thing about creating content like that is that if you're answering someone's question, there's a very good chance that someone else has got exactly the same question or problem. So we put it on the website. We very quickly get a transcription made for that video too. And then we do a little bit of SEO stuff and things like that as well. But we make it part of the sales process. So that content's really easy to access. Like, so for example, our conference is a great one. Like, so one of the major questions that people ask is, is this conference for me? I'm a business owner. I'm an in-house marketer. I'm a marketing freelancer. I'm a, you know, that'll be the three majors. So in the top navigation and on the homepage, those questions need to be prominent. It's a video and it's a transcription in that content. Um, And that's really important because people were asking us these questions. So again, it's like, you're always reacting as a content marketer, like, Oh, that's a question we've never answered before publicly. Let's do that now. Let's take their question. Let's do the video. Let's get it on the website. Let's push that out to that person. And they'll feel like it's just for them at that moment. And then you can get that into your website as well. So you're kind of like really trying to scale your efforts with content, but also make it easy, easy for yourself. I think a lot of the, perhaps a lot of the reasons that people don't do it this way is because they're obsessed with perfection. Mm, Um, I will literally just in whatever state I'm in, usually fairly presentable, but right now, for example, I'm still in my, (laughs) I'm still in my, well, in my pajamas, I guess, but um, 
jumping in front of the camera, clicking record, people just want an answer to their question. If you can do that in the quickest, best way, um, I think people really do appreciate it. And it helps, again, it, like I said, it helps to lower the barriers and increase trust. And that's just priceless. If you can make that happen really quickly and you're not hiding behind your brand, and if you're the first one to get back to your prospective customer with a video and say hi to them in a really friendly way, and you, the other people that they're, because they're always comparing you to other, other, uh, other factors or other people in your marketplace, if you can be the first one that gets back to them in video, I think you're in with a really, really good chance that someone's going to buy from you. Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free Foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why, so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there. A question I get all the time, and I'm sure you probably hear it as well, is, is, you know, but, but I'm scared of being on video, you know, like the, the fear of being on camera. And you, you just mentioned it's obviously something that you've got over yourself, um, that you're able to just turn it on and, and roll video, but it's not as easy for many people. So what do you say to people who say they're scared of being on camera and need to be really rehearsed and scripted and all that sort of stuff? What would I say? Yeah, so this is this is actually a real thing. So I'm not going to underplay this here and say just hit record, get on with it type of yeah. thing, because that's not really the advice that most people need. What I would say to people is that see when you're when you hit record on your video camera or your webcam or whatever it is you're using, nobody can see you until you publish it. So you're on your own at that moment. Um, don't be afraid of talking to yourself in front of the camera. Um, I think a lot of people that have become successful with video started off by just recording video and then deleting it and it was never published um so get used to talking to a camera um there's lots of ways to do that so literally just pop your webcam on start speaking to yourself um remember like what you see is not what other people see i think this is a really important part you kind of need to get over yourself a little bit um and sort of actually in a big way. So a lot of people say, well, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't like the way that I look. I don't like my hair. I don't like the fact I've got a spot on my head. I can't do video. All of that stuff is, is really nobody sees that. You're the only person that gives that any value at all. So kind of need to get out your own way. Um, and I think the, the sort of major point is you've really got to embrace the messy. Uh, look at if you want some, some form of uh, comfort. If you, if you see someone that's successful with video, go to their very first video on YouTube, right? And see what it looks like. And you'll be amazed that that's where they started. Everybody starts with, it's, you've got to appreciate that if you've done 50 videos, you're going to be better than the time when you did your first video. You're yeah. going to be better after a thousand videos, right? That's just the way that it is. It's like anything that you do that you practice, you get better at. And um, every single video is the same thing. Every single blog article you write is a is a is an is an improvement on what you've learned from the last time you wrote a blog article. It's the same with video. So you've got to kind of embrace this process, this journey. The results will come, but you've got to kind of appreciate that you've got to hit record and you've got to publish in order to start that journey of becoming better. Nobody 
published their first video and went, wow, that's like, you know, that's just a home run right there. Light, sound, you know, quality. Nobody yeah. does that. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So you have to just embrace that process, embrace the message, be prepared to, to communicate in the best way that you can. And I think for people that want to be over prepared, like reading scripts and stuff like that, even like podcasts, a great example, actually, Ben, I mean, you sent me some talk. I honestly just skim it. I was just like, right, I know that we're going to talk about content marketing. Do I know enough about content marketing to add value to it? Yes. So why worry about, you know, the structure? Why worry about um, what questions you're going to ask? I could just get you, I could just, I just throw you off, I guess. So yeah. the same with video, I would say, for people that want to be, that are worried about structure or saying the wrong thing or not saying the right things is literally is to prepare in some way. So the best way to do this though, I think Ben is to get really, really specific. Like don't go so general that you're covering such a wide topic that you're rabbiting on for 25 minutes. Not that that's a major problem, but it just becomes unstructured. If you can get it down to one single question, one single specific question, and if someone was to ask you that question in a cafe over a cup of coffee or a prospect was asking you that in a meeting room, you would answer it in a flash because you know what you're talking about. Just get it down to something very specific that you can answer that single question in a couple of minutes. And if you say what you would have normally said to a prospect, then how could you possibly do any better than that? Um, I think that's the key is to be specific. You obviously need to know what you're talking about. Get over yourself embrace the messy and embrace the journey. Yeah. And I think what I really love about what you've said there, I mean, it's all great advice for people who are nervous about this, but that idea of, you know, if you're confident sitting in a cafe or, you know, across a, across a meeting room with, with a potential prospect or client face to face, which many of us in business are, you know, we, we are used to having conversations with prospects face to face. Um, if you're comfortable doing that, then really it, you shouldn't really be considering video any differently. Um, mm. you know, I mean, obviously you want to bring your best professional self, you know, that suits yes. your brand, but you know, so you might not want to show up in your pajamas, for example, but no. you know, at the end of the day, it's all about kind of just being confident and being yourself and allowing people to, to connect with you and your message. Right. So yeah, I think, yeah. uh, all good advice there. Yeah. I think the key though, as well, is that you, you do, it's like a, people are the same with writing Ben as well. You know, they're afraid they're not a great writer or what if somebody copies what they've said or disagrees with what they've said, you know, all of these things that are, there are, there are real fears for people. So we do need to find strategies to overcome these things, but nothing overcomes fear than actually doing the thing, you know, facing it and getting it done. Um, yeah. But one thing I would say to motivate people are on, on thinking about this and that are afraid is, what if you woke up tomorrow and your main competitor was doing it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, push the button, get it done, um, start putting it out there. And honestly, you have to believe. I think everyone probably does believe in themselves that if they were to, to do it, that they would believe in themselves, that they would get better. Right. So I think you need to embrace that. You're like, well, if we just do the first one, we know that we'll, the second one will be, we'll learn and we'll get better. And it's those people that are brave enough to put themselves out there, even though they're afraid, uh, put themselves out there for that feedback and to improve are the ones that are going to be better. Um, we've had people do this publishing videos and the first one was, was just not good. And we're like, right, this is what we're going to do next time. You know, the 10 things you need to change. And the next one was like, it was like night and day just through 
one video and then a second video and it was completely different. Um, so I think you can learn a lot really quickly if you're just in, if you're prepared to put yourself out there and to take the feedback and to learn and to get better. So it's totally about the process. But if you if you don't do it, you have to think to yourself, well, what if we don't do this? Yeah. And that motivates you now into not nothing to do with you is nothing to do with you. This is about your per, like your business. This is about uh, being successful or being sustainable or getting more customers. You think, well, actually, it's my responsibility as a marketing as business owner to overcome this fear. I need to deal with this. So find a mentor, find in podcast, whatever it might be, take action. But honestly, I think people need to believe in themselves a lot more in that a lot of people out there have done this already and were really bad at it and still really bad at it. Um, but they are able to hit record and put it out there. Yeah. Uh, very valuable advice for sure. Look, just as we're wrapping up here, I do want to just um, dive into to one other thing with you and that is content marketing, this world of content marketing that you're so deep in, where are we going? Where, where do you see it going in the next in the next 12 months. I mean, if we reflect back on the last six to 12 months, so much is, well, it's always changing, isn't it really? But, um, you know, there has been a lot of significant change in, uh, platforms and platforms focusing on different things and algorithm changes and the next 12 months, you know, what's, what's next in your opinion? I, I, although marketing is the fastest change in landscape in business. Yeah. At a fundamental level, nothing really changes. Um, so I've been, it's funny because I've been asked to do a talk this year on the future of content marketing. And honestly, marketers and business owners need to stop worrying about the shiny red ball, you know, the new platform, what's changing, etc. I think that's fine if you've got a ton of time and you've got maybe a big marketing team and things like that somebody can be researching a lot of these major platforms that we should be possibly connecting with our audience on but for most business owners like i said earlier it's about getting new customers and getting the ones we've got to stay with us for longer right those are the two majors when you think as a marketer and as a business owner if you're thinking strategically what you should be thinking about is how are our prospects buying our thing today in our industry? What's changing in consumer behavior? So for example, in the last 10 to 15 years, there's been a massive shift in consumer behavior, right? They went, they're, now, they're now making a decision on their own. They're using information that they find online. They're not phoning businesses. They're not walking into stores anymore or into factories. They're not doing that stuff anymore. They're doing it all online. What's gonna change in the next 12 months in consumer behavior? I think not much, honestly. I think that if we want to really, really do be, be successful with marketing and content marketing, it's about focusing on our prospects and our customers and delivering content to them that helps them to feel more confident and educated and moves them through that sales process. I feel like with a focus on the future, a lot of people listening to this call, for example, and generally are going to dismiss what's important about marketing. And I think even in content marketing now in Australia and the UK, especially that we're, we're still at a very sort of beginner to intermediate level. We're creating content, we're making lots of noise, but not yeah. enough of it strategic enough and not yeah. enough of it is focused directly on our, on our prospects and our customers. 
So like been told we're figured out how to do the basics and how to do that stuff really, really well. Then maybe we can think about all the new exciting things that are about to happen, like AI and AR and VR and all of that stuff. But if you can't fundamentally figure out, first of all, how to com communicate with your consumer, all other stuff is just a waste of time. So we have to fund get this, this, these fundamental learning principles ingrained in our culture within our organizations to help us communicate at our prospects level. Um, and then I think you can apply those principles to any platform that comes along that's relevant for your prospects. So I don't think that really answers the question. I've not avoided it, but I have thought about it a lot. And I think that thinking about the future is like, is almost a waste of time in marketing because what I think a lot of business people need to be thinking about is like, how are people buying things today? The future is really today. You know, everything's happening so quickly that if you just think about how people are buying things today, how people are using information, then what the trends are today. I think if you're stepping forward on it, if you're moving forward on a daily basis, then I think that's the best you can do about, about predicting the future. Yeah. Well, I think that answer is actually spot on um, because I, I agree wholeheartedly that the, the idea of marketing, whether it be content marketing or marketing or sales in general is it really hasn't changed, you know, from what happened when you walked into, uh, you know, the corner store, uh, you know, back in, back in the high touch, low, low digital kind of times, um, when you asked questions of this, of the shopkeep and he answered your questions and helped mm. you feel more confident about the product that you're thinking about buying and then made the sale right through to exactly what you're saying is good content marketing today is just doing it in a, in a different platform in a slightly different way, but it's still the same at its, at its core. And I, I, you know, fully hear what you're saying there, that platforms will change, algorithms will shift, but that, that core focus of providing value to a prospective customer that helps them make a decision to buy, that doesn't yeah. change, right? That's right. Just, I think it's key to just look at your own consumer behavior, like get more conscious about how you're buying things, get more conscious about how your family are buying things, like look at what they're up to, what's changing. Right. Just be more conscious about that. And then reacting to those changes is fine. Look in business as well. Like it's not about being. Sometimes you're ahead of the game. Sometimes you're behind, you know, business is about, business is about being here next year and the year after and building a sustainable enterprise. Right. That's what it's all about. It's not about chasing the red ball all the time. It's about getting more customers and keeping the ones you've got. And I think if you do, activities around those majors, I think you're going to win in business. Um, and that will naturally, with a focus on your prospects, it will naturally take you into the future because you'll have to, because you're focusing on, well, consumers want this now, or they're answering these questions. Or maybe we should test having like a live chat thing on our website because it looks like a lot of, let's see if that works for people, you know, and just thinking, well, what are people doing now? Why are people not doing that thing anymore? What's changing and just moving with the times. You don't have to be the most futuristic company in your industry to win. Yeah. You just don't. But don't get left behind, right? That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. You, yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> you need to make progress, but don't get left behind you. Absolutely. It's all about, I think, a big part of what we teach, Ben, as well, is that there's a lot of personal development stuff going in in this conversation here. I think we can't forget that, that there's a lot of learning. Like, so if you're a company of one, you need to be learning and developing yourself for your business to grow. 
If you are a larger company, perhaps you've got a marketer or maybe a couple of marketers in your business and be a sales team. Those guys need to be, you need to direct their learning. You need to get them onto courses and programs and off to the conferences and events to, to be exposed to new ideas so that they're thinking about the They're thinking about what is next and what should we be doing to improve our marketing. Don't sit on it. Um, really de develop the marketing assets and education in your, in your business, in your organization, whether that be you or your team, and really invest in it because it's so important now. Um, marketing and sales is absolutely crucial, and we need to be developing at a personal level in order to help the business to grow. And as a good segue, Content Marketing Academy can help people do that, right? So could, just to end the show here today, can you tell us, Chris, where can people find out more about you and maybe, you know, dive into what Content Marketing Academy have to offer? Yeah, so if, you're, if, you've, if you agree or disagree with anything that we've talked about on the show today, <laughs> you can get me on Twitter at ChrisMar101. Uh, quite an open door policy there. Tweet me, ask me any questions you want, or you can email me, Chris, at CMA uk.co.uk that's my email address and the website is cmauk.co.uk as well and we've got our blog there and we've got podcasts and all that kind of good stuff there as well so you can find out more about what we do like i said any questions just tweet me happy to have a chat about anything that we've covered today yeah awesome chris i know our listeners have got a lot of value from today there's no doubt about that so really appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts on this world of content marketing and video and uh yeah it's been it's been a really good chat so i appreciate your time mate great way to start the day ben thanks for having me on the show Thanks again to Chris for joining me on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It was a great chat, wasn't it? Let me know what you thought and what takeaways you took from that episode. Shoot me a tweet at engage underscore Ben or drop me an email anytime, podcast at engagevideomarketing.com. And of course, all of the show notes for that episode are over at the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 52, where you'll find links to Chris, Content Marketing Academy, his amazing event, which is in Edinburgh in Scotland, um, in, well, now it's in 2019, which is CMA Live. So if you're based over that side of the world, get there. Um, I'll have FOMO because I wish I could get there, um, but I don't think that's going to be possible all the way from Australia. And of course, as always, if you haven't yet left me a review for the show over on iTunes, I'd love a rating and a review. It really helps me understand you know, what's working for you with this show and also helps me feel a little bit supported in creating this content for you. So I'm really looking forward to some of the guests we have coming up next with Engage Video Marketing Podcast. And I wanna share with you right now a little sneak peek into next week's episode with a storytelling expert in which we're going to really dive into the brain science behind the power of story. Now, of course, this is an episode that aligns really nicely with video and storytelling, but it's some it's an episode that I actually wanted to, to get together for you back when this was the Engage With Story podcast. So better late than never, but I absolutely can't wait to share it with you next week on episode 53. Have a little taste now of my interview for next week with Claire Edwards on the brain science behind storytelling. When 
when people are, are listening to a story, what, one of the things that ha that's happening in the brain is you start speaking about an experience and our brain is sorting through past memories for similar experiences that we've had. And they're starting, and at first it's unconscious and then something will pop into your head. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, that's just like me. I remember when I did that. And uh, one of the best ways for us to learn is to embed new knowledge and new learnings on top of existing learnings. And story is a really good way to do that. And rather than just being a passive listener, when you take part in that story, you're really embedding your new learnings, your new knowledge. And even an interesting thing is, even if we guess something wrong, um, we remember the right answer for longer. So that's next week. So tune in to listen to that conversation. It's going to be great. And if you haven't yet subscribed, then make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast player so that you can be the first to hear that episode when it drops next Tuesday. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you be more effective with your video marketing to grow your tribe and engage your audience to action. Until next time, see ya. Did you know that your email list can often become the most valuable asset to your business. If you've been building your business for any time at all and haven't yet built an email list, then now's the time to get started. Or maybe you've got an email list but struggle to make the most of it. I wanna introduce you to my email list provider and I know you're going to love them too. ConvertKit is the email provider built by creators for creators. The team at ConvertKit have been in our shoes and they know what it takes to grow a successful business. And your email list is the tool that will get you there. The best thing is that ConvertKit is seriously easy to use, powerful, but intuitive. Personally, I've tried a handful of email service providers over the years, Aweber, MailChimp, Infusionsoft, but since switching to ConvertKit over 12 months ago, I seriously have not looked back. And as an engaged video marketing podcast listener, I've arranged for you to get your first 30 days of ConvertKit absolutely free. Normally, you only get 14 days if you sign up direct through their website. So to give it a try for 30 days, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit. Now, this is my affiliate link. So if you do become a ConvertKit customer, then you'll be supporting this show and investing in your business through clever email marketing at the same time. So it's a win-win. The link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash convertkit.